Welcome to Jobs for Women, a podcast and free members club where we help you navigate life and work and get the salary you deserve. We bring you raw conversations with real women navigating the work world. Expect expert advice, solutions, driven content and access to our free members club. We're not just talking change, we are making it happen. Be part of the movement. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I'm really excited to be here this week and we are talking about all things slowing down. This is a subject close to my heart because over the years in my professional life and my personal life, I have been subject to being literally unable to make myself slow down, being on such a treadmill, being in a state of fight or flight um, that I haven't recognized that A, I need to slow down and B, that in the process of not slowing down, I was actually quite poorly. And the reason there's a few reasons why I want to talk about it today. Um, there's a few things that I want to share with you, but I want to pose the question for you whether you slow down. And I think part of slowing down relates to this idea of self-care. And I think self-care relates to how we view ourselves. So do you give yourself enough time for you? Do you give yourself enough time to do the things that you love? Do you give yourself enough time to rest, to restore, to do things that are going to be good for your nervous system? And the reason that I want to speak about it today is because the power of slowing down, the power of reigniting and replenishing your energy levels, your energy reserves, means that you will become even more successful, even more productive. But if you don't slow down, if you're like me, if you are literally just on the go constantly, if you don't start to replenish and reserve and give yourself some more energy, then you will burn out. And I know we've recorded a podcast episode on burnout and it is real. It is real. So we're going to, there's going to be three sort of learning points that you're going to take away. So what we're going to cover is the paradox of slowing down and the fact that we don't allow ourselves to do that, especially in this fast-paced world, world, I seem to always talk about the fact that we're all connected, we're all online, there's so many expectations, we can work from home, work remotely, we are accessible all the time. So we're living in this world where demand is high, we often don't have boundaries. So this idea of slowing down almost feels a little bit alien. So we're going to talk about this paradox and how we can make it work for us. We're also going to talk about health as a foundation for professional success. And then the third point that we're going to talk about is redefining and repositioning this idea of slowing down versus not being committed. So how do we look at it as a, a bonus, as not a bonus, sorry, a benefit, a must-have, a requirement to being even more successful and how that slowing down does not mean that you're less committed and that you're not working as hard. So it's quite timely, this podcast episode, because right now, obviously, I'm pre-recording this. Um, but the day this is released, I'm going in for a minor surgery for pelvic vein embolization. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast a lot. Women's health is a huge, huge 
huge part of, of jobs for women. We know that there isn't enough research into women's health. We know that women are left high and dry a lot of the time. Um, endometriosis being a big one, menopause. There's not enough research that's gone into it. And a lot of women are struggling to you know, get on with their day to day. So I have pelvic congestion syndrome. They thought I had endometriosis for years. I am going in to have pelvic vein embolization today. And um, running up to the surgery, I have had lots of different hats on juggling, trying to get all of my work finished to the point where I've almost made myself completely exhausted because I'm trying to tick so many boxes. I'm trying to do everything I possibly can to get everything done before the surgery. And I had this sort of epiphany, this wake up moment where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like what, what will happen if I don't get everything done? Well, you know, some people might not be happy, but health has to come first. And it was really funny. I wanted to share with you um, when I got the date for the surgery, I remember saying to my husband, like, oh, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. I'll push it back. I can't commit to it then because I've got X, Y, and Z on. And he had to stop me and say, look, Zoe, there's never going to be a right time for this surgery and you have to prioritize it and put it to the top of the list and it was it was like I knew that that was what I needed to do but it's almost like I needed someone else to say it and I think when you get to that point having that awareness and that that moment in time to step back and look at what how you're living your life what you're prioritizing and not prioritizing is key and sometimes it might be someone close to you that is going to point that out to you and for me that's that's what happened and there's a bit of a recurring theme here because when I've had burnout before, when I've been off work, um, when I worked in London, I had some extended time off and same, same, I needed someone to point it out to me. So I am a massive, obviously, advocate for yoga. I love yoga. And in that is the meditation element. But there's also a style of yoga called restorative yoga that I don't practice enough. And I want to share a little story. I actually went to a psychic medium reading, which was like a little bit, it wasn't just like find out what's going to happen in the future. It was more like a talking therapy type psychic reading. It was absolutely amazing. I sat down in the chair and she literally grabbed onto her stomach and she just went, what the hell is going on with your stomach? And I was like, oh, wow, I have pelvic congestion syndrome and I've got surgery next week. And she was like, whoa. She also said I was holding loads of tension in my legs. and the things that came out of it were were that she said, you're so productive. She said, you get so much done. But she said, if you are running at 50% capacity of because your energy is low and because you're depleted and because you're not resting and prioritizing self-care, she said, can you imagine what you could do at 100%? And I sort of paused for a minute and I thought, well, yeah. So she said, it's so important to take that rest. And I know a lot of you listening might not have ever done restorative yoga. But if you head into the members club, there is a restorative yoga class that you can do right now. And oh my goodness, if you stop and lay down with blankets and pillows without the pressure of going to sleep, let me tell you that you will literally get to the end of the class and think, why the hell have I not been doing this? Because it is so transformative, so magical, so relaxing, taking away that pressure. Because often, I don't know about you, like when I get into bed, it's kind of like, right, I'm going to read for a bit and then I need to get this amount of sleep. And there's always this pressure. There's always this internal dialogue. But when you come to a restorative yoga class, it's just you. You know, there's no pressure to sleep. There's nothing like that. It is just you. So she said, you need to incorporate that into your routine in order to better serve you in the business moving forward. And it was like one of those moments. Then we got into the detail of 
why I am not giving myself that time. And she said, it comes back to this idea of self-esteem. So it's kind of like, well, you're not good enough. There's there's so many other things that need to be done. There's so many other people that you need to put higher up on the list that I think as a collective, especially women maybe that perhaps have caring responsibilities or full-time job and loads of other stuff going on that, that you might naturally just let yourself drop down the list. And the reason I want to share it with you is because it was so eye-opening for me because I know that I was doing it, but it took that moment for her to say, look, this is what you need to do. And I am 40 this year. And she said, you could keep going as you're going, but you get to 45 and you'll burn out. She said, it's it's possible. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, yeah, I can do this. I can keep going. What I want you to do is take a step back and really think about how you've been living your life and if you've been prioritizing yourself or not. And your self-care might look different to my self-care. It doesn't need to be restorative yoga. It doesn't need to be anything that anyone else does. It needs to be something where you can drop into your parasympathetic nervous system and actually start to slow right down. And I was listening to something recently about multitasking and how like this is how I live my life and it often leads to decreased productivity and increased stress. So for me, I'll do my to-do list and I'll often flip between different things and I have to literally rein myself back in and I have to say to myself, no, 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 you need to focus. I don't know if anyone's got the the timer app Pomodoro. There's lots of apps where it gives you like a hard 25 minutes to go out one task. And, and I, I think that's really important. So if you're a bit of a multitasker, a bit of a can't maybe concentrate on one thing for too long, you need to really sort of take a step back and look at that. The other thing I wanted to talk about is linking work and health. So if you've got any health conditions, if you work in an organization, be transparent about what you're working about what you have. For me, pelvic congestion syndrome is such a painful condition that if I had to go in somewhere, if I worked shifts, if I was on my feet, I'd have to be transparent about it. And if you don't have a line manager that you can be transparent about it, I would suggest finding someone at work that you can be. I know we've got a lot of uh, women that have their own businesses, so it doesn't apply, but someday you might be employing someone. So, you know, the policies that you implement are so important. So I think the more we have this conversation about health, that's why I'm being so honest as well about going in for my surgical procedure, because we have to talk about it. We are humans. We have stuff going on. It is normal. It is it is okay. Um, and on that note, when we're thinking about being honest at work about our health, you know, it's important to set those boundaries so that if you're having a day where you need some time off, setting the boundaries that that is, that is like sick time or time off so that you can recuperate. If you're listening and you do manage a team, I want you to think about the role that you're taking in supporting women um, with their women's health. Um, because, wow, you know, if we had companies that were really supportive, then a lot of what we talk about here wouldn't almost need to happen. But we're not seeing that support. So let me know. Definitely reach out, by the way, if you've got pelvic congestion syndrome or you know anyone that has, or you have had to take time off for women's health, or you don't have a line manager, definitely reach out to me. Um, and share your story. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear from you if you are someone that feels like 
unable to slow down. This is what this is another thing that I got to a point when I worked in London that I couldn't physically stop. So when I was having time off work, even watching TV, I was jittery and I couldn't concentrate and I couldn't sleep. And and that is a massive, massive indicator that you are living in uh, this fight, flight, uh, sympathetic nervous system state. And we cannot live our life like that. We will burn out. And it's so, so unhealthy. Um, something else that came out of the psychic medium reading was which I loved and I really wanted to share with you as well, was take away all the labels, take away the expectations, take away what you've put on yourself or what your family thinks you should do in your career or what your parents think or whatever it is. And she said, put Zoe on a boat in the middle of the ocean, strip away everything. Like there's no expectation on her. What does she want to do? What does she love? What does she like doing? What does she not like doing? And go back to basics. So if you're at a point where you're maybe feeling a bit stressed and you're unable to slow down, maybe go through something like that where you start to really think about like, how have I been living my life? Is this good for me? Am I happy? Do I feel healthy? Do I envy people that have Fridays off or that that have no obligations on a weekend? Am I daydreaming about holidays and, and escapism? Really start to think about the way you're living your life and then maybe what changes you need to make. And it might be a career transition. It might be starting your own business. It might be something quite radical, like you've got to make some serious changes in order to allow yourself to slow down. So one thing for me was I found myself because I'm I'm building up jobs for women, my own business. I was working every hour and I kept saying to Rich, like there's so many mums at school or other people that have like Fridays off and Mondays off and I wish that was me. And and I was like, I am in my power to do this. Yes, it's very likely that I'll still have to juggle because I still do freelance work as well. And I made that my goal for 2024, that I don't have any freelance work or technically it's my day off. And I made it happen. And I cannot tell you the change, the shift. Everything that happened was exactly how I saw it in my mind. I was like, this is what I want. And I made it happen. And wow, it was like a weight had lifted. And it means that now I'm in control. So on a Friday, if I do need to do some work, I can, but it's under my rules. It's not because my one of my freelance cl clients has, has basically asked me to work that day. So if there's anything that you can do like that, that will help you take that invitation to slow down, I highly, highly recommend that you do it. So I hope from this podcast, it's just given you a few light bulb moments. And these are the three takeaways that you are going to do and I'm going to do. And we're going to see if it's going to make some changes. So number one, you are going to go away from this and implement me time into your routine. So what, like I said at the beginning, what does that look like for you? Is it Fridays off? Is it a yoga class? Is it starting to swim? Is it taking up meditation? Is it sleeping in on a Saturday until midday? What is it? What can you do? And it might be a really super small change 
that will start to have that ripple effect. So schedule it in your diary, me time, in a set day of the week, a weekly routine or a daily routine. For me, I've kick-started and got right back into my self-meditation practice. I know I'm a yoga teacher and I should be doing that anyway, but again, transparency. I don't meditate every day, but in 2024, that's what I'm doing and I've made it happen. And I've started it by just doing it five minutes before the kids get up. It could be something as simple as 11, if you work from home, for example, 11 o'clock every day, 11.30, you're going to make a cup of tea and you're just going to sit away from your phone, away from your screen, away from everything. That is your time to just have some mental space, some capacity just to pause, to think and to be in the moment. Whatever that looks like for you, can you make it happen? Number two, mindfulness and meditation. Can you do something to be more mindful? I'm not saying you need to sit in the lotus position, cross-legged for half an hour a day and be, be a meditation expert. Can you add some sort of mindfulness in? So when, when, I, when I'm teaching my yoga classes is I say uh, the cleansing trick. So when I'm taking my makeup off on a night, as long as the kids aren't hanging around and doing my head in and I'm screaming at them, when I take my makeup off, I stay completely present and I treat it like a meditation mindfulness exercise. So I start the process with my eye makeup removed under the cotton wool and I'll feel the texture of the cotton wool on the skin, the temperature, feel my feet on the floor. And then I just go through the process and it's such a great way of being completely present. So is there any way that you can bring some mindfulness and meditation into your daily routine to start slowly just setting these practices in to create this like ripple effect it might be where you go for a short walk and you leave your phone at home and your earphones and you just literally listen to the sounds around you you feel the pavement beneath your feet you take your steps you notice your breath and just notice any changes that that bringing that meditation and mindfulness in might start to make for you honestly it is so so powerful and baby steps is the way forward the third takeaway that I want you to take I haven't talked about it too much but I want to empower you to learn to say no no is a complete sentence so when we're thinking about self-care when we're thinking about mindfulness and meditation is there anything whether at work or professionally that you can start to say no to when we're thinking about slowing down how can we reduce some of what we've got on to help us in this quest to slow down a little bit? Have you taken on extra work at school? Have you volunteered for a role if you're a mum at, at school? Have you said yes to something at work that you think is going to get you a promotion in a few years, but right now it's not the right time in terms of looking after your mental health and your well-being? Are you overextending yourself? Are you saying yes, 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 when really you desperately want to say no? I've also recorded a podcast on this. So that's the third takeaway. I want you this week to say no to something or someone. Has a mate asked you to go out and you're trying not to drink or you're just sick of waking up on a weekend with a hangover? That's another thing I've done. I haven't drunk in January and I've had so many moments of clarity think, you know, thinking this, wow, I definitely feel different. There's something in this. That's a whole other podcast app. But can you say no to something this week, work or personal, and say it with a smile and put a big fat full stop at the end. So there you go. There are your three takeaways, three actions that you're going to do. Don't forget to join us in the members club. 
don't forget to join the Facebook group. I'll put the links in the show notes. The Members Club is growing. It's fantastic. We've got so many experts planned. So head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to follow. Your support means the world to us and it allows us to keep going. So let me know how you get on. Take care of yourselves and I will see you next week.